0: Welcome to this week's Debrief podcast, which is an election special, because there's an election! June the 8th, it's election time. What is an election? We're joined today by the deputy editor of The Debrief, Vicky Spratt. Hi. You've
1: worked in political journalism before, haven't you? Yeah, before I was at the debrief, I worked for the BBC. So whenever you're watching like the news or programmes like Daily Politics or Newsnight, people like me write the scripts for the presenters so they look super knowledgeable.
0: God. She's the perfect person to come in because I googled what is an election. No,
1: I didn't. I did. <laughs> 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 I mean, a bit. Also a good question.
0: <laughs> yeah, a good question, right? So basically, we're going to be going through everything that's going to be happening on the day, what your ballot's going to look like, what all the manifestos are, breaking them down so they sound like normal things rather than terrifying, long-worded things. You're like, what does privatisation of the water mean? Like, no, it's actually nationalisation of the water, so already I'm off to a flying start. Just want to make it a little bit simpler for you guys when it comes to um, election day to vote, because I think something we can all agree on, regardless of our political persuasion, is it's so important to vote. Tessa, are you going to vote? No, of course I'm going to vote. Yes, please do vote. We're going to go through the, uh, the manifestos, Then we're going to chat about the pros and cons, how they affect you. I'm going to be confused by some of it, so I'll
2: probably ask Vicky a lot. Also, we should say that we are going to be completely neutral. Oh, yeah, so neutral. So neutral. We're just going to be presenting all the information. I'm pro UKIP, but... Oh, (laughs) Oh, no, no, you gave it away. Um, If you are, that's fine. Yeah, (laughs) everything's fine. We're all humans here. No bias here. mm We are focusing on Labour,
0: Tory and Lib Dem manifestos. So you want to just talk about the overall thing? Yes. And talk
2: about the voting system and the idea of first-past-the-post and what's going to be on your ballot paper on June 8th? Because I thought you would go in and it would say Jeremy Corbyn to May and then you would tick a box. Yeah, it doesn't. No. As it turns out, Vicky, please, what's on your ballot paper? What
1: does it say? So it will be a list of all of the people who are
2: standing in
1: your area. Right. So that could be... Three people. That could be six people. It really depends how many independents there are. So there'll be a Conservative candidate, Labour candidate, probably a Lib Dem candidate, Green, maybe UKIP, maybe Women's Equality Party, and it will be the local representative that you vote for. There will okay. be no mention of Corbyn, Tim Farron, or Theresa. Right. May. If I wanted to vote Lib Dem, I wanted them in the house. In the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tim <laughs> Farron in the house. I want, I want Tim Farron to come around to my house. How do I do that? Um, no, I want Tim Farron to be elected. It's not as simple, is it? I can't just go to my local polling station and vote Lib Dem because that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a vote for the Lib Dem to get in. So
1: whoever you want to be Prime Minister, you need to vote for that local party. Right. So that's for the person who's running to be your MP there. Got it. But if you vote Lib Dem, obviously that doesn't necessarily mean that Tim Farron will be in the House no. um, of Parliament, Houses of Parliament. If you voted... Lib Dem in a constituency where there was a small labour margin you might actually end up helping the Tories and so what does small labour margin mean? so okay so maybe I'll just explain first past the post a little bit more so what it means is in your constituency whoever gets the most votes wins and whoever overall whichever party gets the most votes they win and their leader becomes Prime Minister right because they have a majority in Parliament so that's what that means other systems like proportional representation are done on percentages so it's The parties, like, their makeup in the Houses of Parliament would be reflected based on the percentage of votes that they won. So it's very different to what we have, which is basically the winner wins. But back to the tactical voting thing. So what that means is, take Derby North. Imagine we're all from Derby North for a second. Mm. There's a really, really, really narrow majority for the Tories in Derby North. I've actually forgotten the MP's name. I think it's Amanda Soloway. She's a Tory, and she won in 2015 by 43 votes. Wow. And the guy who had been MP there for a long time is Labour. So it was quite a shock victory for the Tories. But obviously, 43 votes. I mean, we've all got more like mates than that on Facebook. If they turned out to vote, mm. that would change so it. So tactical
2: voting is less, is more to stop somebody that you think is getting in. Yeah. So if you are in Derby North and it's really, really close between Tory and Labour. And you were like, actually, I'm Lib Dem to my core, but Lib Dem aren't going to get in. But what I'm doing here is stopping... Being a- yeah. Stopping Labour or stopping, stopping Tories. Stopping so if, you, stopping so Tories. if you're
1: a Lib Dem in Derby North but you've and you vote Lib Dem, that's a vote that's not going to be counted effectively because it's going to be between Labour and the
2: Tories. So it's
1: good to look at your constituency, look at what what the fight
0: is, and don't bet on a fighter who's not even in the ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly, basically. So if
2: you want Labour but you're in a, in a constituency that is really hotly contested between Tory and Green... Brighton. So Brighton's
1: a really good example of that. The
2: fight there it would probably be between the Greens and the Tories. Don't don't vote Labour in. No, because right. even if you want vote. Jeremy Corbyn to be the prime minister, that is a wasted vote in Brighton. Yeah. Because what you need to do is keep the Greens in. Keep the Greens keep in the just to stop that. Out. See, so well, there's that really great a, website,
0: isn't there? That, that breaks it all down. Is it tactical? Is it literally called tacticalvoting.com? It made a, a very easy thing of something that I find so difficult to get my my head around. You just put your postcode in. It tells you what what your constituency is and what you should vote. Keep the Conservatives out, if that was your political persuasion.
2: You need to be really up to speed in your area about who is probably going to win in order to go into that ballot box with your tactical voting idea. Like, it's quite a tricky thing. And
1: actually, I've been going around the country for the debrief for the last few weeks, like, going to a different place every week and speaking to young women about how they're going to vote. And two things really struck me. And again, like, I find it confusing too. And Mm. for a long time, it's been my job not to find it confusing. So I think that speaks to how <laughs> bloody confusing it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but something that really struck me speaking to young women is the number who don't vote. And when I ask them why, they say, because I don't understand it, and I don't want to go in there and make the wrong wrong decision. Yeah, And they reckon that in 2015, there are about 8 million missing women's votes. It is daunting, but if you go onto these websites and read around a bit, you can work it out. Who the fight is and who you should vote for, whether your vote
0: is going to be a wasted vote or not if it's not vote for the party what you want to vote for if it is a wasted vote have a look to see who you can vote for to stop see i've already i've already lost it yeah
1: so who you can vote for to keep them They're out, out.
2: confusing well the whole thing is just like game of thrones that you're like you just want one person to have a plan Everyone's got a fine plan, but let's at least stick with one. Yeah, one at a time, please. One at a time, please. Yeah. What we've learned in the last year is that there isn't really a plan. Um,
0: But talking of plans, Labour, Conservative and Lib Dem and all the others, but we're going to focus on those three, do have plans. They've told us their plans. Whether that will happen or not, who knows.
2: But Tessa, you've been looking into the Conservatives' plan. I have indeed. It is 88 pages. It's called Forward Together, Our Plan for a Stronger Britain and a Prosperous Future. The slogan of Theresa May's campaign is a strong and stable government Mm. and the words the words strong in this manifesto comes up 86 times and the words stronger 19 (laughs) so it's in there a lot and also ordinary or ordinary working families 34
0: wow yeah okay so
2: that's a heavy hitter in, in the manifesto okay so their big five challenges for the next five years are one have a strong economy Oh, that's good. Thank you. Mm, (laughs) Good. Um, We're going to have a smooth and orderly departure from the European Union. Like, Mm -hmm. nice, make an orderly queue as we go. Uh, We're going to Number three, enduring social divisions, which is actually a very interesting idea. Um, And it's sort of about trying to take away the divide between those born into privilege and those not. So it's about saying, let's not make where you were born and to who so much of a factor in the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Like, let's make the schooling system fairer. Like, let's make sure that, you know, that only these set get into university and then get good jobs. And we just make this huge divide between them. Mm. Again, like, nice idea. Um, Four, acknowledge the ageing society. Acknowledge that we are growing much older and that we have maybe not got stuff in place to deal with how old everyone is. Right. And number five, harness the power of fast-changing technology. Okay, Teresa. Do you have any
1: initial thoughts on that? So, remind me what they are again, like, one by one.
2: So, number one, have a strong economy.
1: Yeah, that sounds great, right? Like, we'd (laughs) love to have a strong economy. But uh, in 2015, the Conservative Party set a target for reducing the deficit and they missed it. So... This, like, myth that the economy is only safe in the hands of the Conservative Party, I think, needs to be questioned mm. a lot. Great. And also on that, like, the NHS is, uh, I think it's the got the lowest amount of funding it's ever had in relation to how many people it treats yeah. per patient. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like, well, is it really strong and stable if you're not reducing the national debt, the deficit, which basically to explain what that is, how much money the country owes or has spent that it didn't have right Um, and also then cutting funding for the national health service and trying to like sell it off on the quiet um yes i'm not sure how strong and stable any of that is
2: it felt like just saying the word strong and stable constantly would give us the idea that it was strong and stable but you can't just say a thing is a thing and well it's
1: like vote leave take back control like say something enough times and you start to believe it
2: okay number two smooth and orderly departure from the european union
1: I mean, that's a nice idea as well, but I don't know how realistic it is because we've never
2: left the European Union before. Okay, number three was about this enduring social divisions, which is not something I've seen in a party idea before.
1: They, they And they have done some good stuff. Like, even with the debriefs, uh, make renting fair campaign with letting fees, Labour did not want to work with us on that. But the government were really, really responsive and we ended up getting fees And now banned. Labour are jumping on that. Now Labour have put it in their manifesto, in their manifesto yeah. even though mm-hmm. it's already happened. Yeah. And they weren't involved. Saying that the Tories like love social injustice is is not necessarily fair. However, uh, they Theresa May wants to bring back grammar schools. That, according to pretty much every expert ever, is really really bad for equality. Um, they also have cut bursaries. So for universities, um, the maintenance grant you yeah, get... Yeah, the maintenance grant doesn't exist anymore, yeah. does it? So you, you, can, you can get a loan, but that means that the poorer you are, the more debt you graduate in. So I would say that's, that's pretty bad for social mobility and equality as well. Um, but the Tories also have some good thoughts on that. So they think that if you can borrow more money to go to university, then, then that will mean that if you're from a lower income background... You'll be more inspired to go. But I think it's just how they approach social justice is very different to mm. Labour. Rather than throw money at it, they try and find ways that people can borrow money to do what they need to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a nice idea, but I don't think bring, they want to bring back grammar schools, and I don't think that really no. speaks to that policy.
2: No. That, um, they put in here that um, conservative conservatism, conservatism, is not and never has been the philosophy described by caricaturists, which I thought was a very interesting idea that, you know, they aren't the harbingers of all doom and evil. I mean, the cliche exists for a reason that, unfortunately, they haven't done a great job of lots of things and have been led by people who are all in, like, the Bullingdon Club. And it's very hard then for somebody, for a party of such, what appears to be such privilege, to then trust them when they suggest these things about social equality. But
1: that's something to say about this manifesto and... When I read it, I felt like I was being hit over the head with Strong and Stable and Ordinary as well. Mm-hmm. But Theresa May is really moving away from that kind of neoliberal conservatism that you saw with Cameron and Osborne, she really wants to distance herself from that. Right. And she is more about being a normal person from, like, a normal... Yes. A normal
2: gal. Just a really lovely she's gal. Just a she's just little Teresa. thing about, like, the mainstream, that we are not the socialist left and nor the libertarian right. Exactly.
0: When you looked at the manifesto, Vicky, were there any big kind of sweeping things that stood out for you?
1: To be really honest, I thought it was pretty boring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's
1: nothing in there that's, like... Yeah, that's exciting or yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. I was quite um underwhelmed by it. They're just
0: maybe hoping that the opposition isn't isn't good enough to yeah. over overturn them.
1: And it felt like in their manifesto they were being quite negative about what the country would look like under Labour as opposed to talking about what it would actually look like mm-hmm. under them. Right. Um, which I thought was quite interesting. The only thing that really struck me as being like really, really shit was um <laughs> the thing that's made the most headlines, the so-called dementia tax. Yeah. Now, for us and people like us, i.e. like women under 30, it's probably not the most exciting policy because we're not thinking about getting old and sick yet. But some of the people we love might be. It it is an important policy because basically what it means is they're going to increase the amount of money that individuals have to pay for their own social care. So, like you said, when they say in the manifesto, we need to acknowledge our ageing population, which is a massive problem because we've got more old people than we have young people because of the baby boom after the Second World War. So when they say that, we literally have all these old people we can't pay to keep them well. Mm. Um, What their plan in the manifesto was, was that people's houses would have to go towards their care if they got an illness like dementia. So it wouldn't be sold while they were still alive, but say they're in a care home, as soon as they're dead, that house then gets sold to pay the bill. Right. So so they no longer,
2: so they the, can't pass that house on to somebody so else. Right. Exactly. Right. So then there was, there was a
1: big kerfuffle around this, and everyone was like, what, so if you get dementia, then you're going to be worse off and not have any inheritance for your kids, but you get cancer in your 50s, and it's fine. Mm. Um, so you have so, free care for cancer, don't you? Yeah. Then... Theresa May did a U-turn, she's not calling it a U-turn, basically went back on it and was like, well, obviously we'll review this and people's houses will be protected. But in the manifesto, that's not what it said. And then Boris Johnson contradicted her and Jeremy Hunt contradicted her and it kind of appeared like none of them really knew what was going on no, or agreed with them. But with the generational inequality the way it is, so many of us are relying on um, houses being passed down yeah. and wealth being passed down. Yeah, of we course. We don't it. have any, yeah. yeah. So basically you'd be worse off if one of your like family members was unlucky enough to get dementia that doesn't sound very fair just we're gonna have to go move there. on
0: to to labor now so the overall vibe just seems to be well that everyone's saying that sort of they're very divided they're very all all over the place but i'm just gonna look at the kind of main things that stood out to me as being like okay that, that's interesting they want to bring an end to zero hour contracts completely thought that was interesting um they want to increase free childcare. they want to get rid of tuition fees completely and reinstate maintenance grants, which I find, that was the thing that stuck out to me, is like, well, if when the Lib Dems said it and they couldn't do it, that absolutely crumbled their party, if they could have done it, they would have done it. So it makes me think, like, do you know that you can do that? And what's happening with the money
2: then? I think it really affected a whole generation because we be like, believed a party when they said they were going to do something, and yeah. when they didn't, we're like, well, what's well, the point what's in the anything? what's the point of that then? What's the point in a politician promising and actually, something? And it turned
0: out that the people who were from like the Clegg U-turn era. They get their tuition fees written off after a certain amount of time. They're actually in a much better position than we were when we, we were in pre. Mm-hmm. But that was kept down because it was like, anyway, I'll save my I love Clegg speech for afterwards. <laughs> they want to ensure that 60% of the UK's energy is zero carbon or renewable, which I'm fully behind. I just hope that they know what they're doing with that. Um, they want to ban fracking. They want to still use nuclear energy, which obviously is awful for the environment, but you can't do everything. can you? They want to, the help to buy schemes. Locals buying First homes, get first dibs on homes. They want to ban letting agency fees, which the debrief did, really. I think but, that's
2: the most incredible thing. I don't think you get anywhere near enough credit for yeah, doing right. that. Especially because yeah. Labour, apparently,
1: as we said before, well, we met, didn't want to help. So we met with them. We met with um, the then shadow housing minister. She was all about it, like really wanted to work with us, like really into it. This was before I even started talking to the government and the Lib Dems, who actually really, really helped with that Baroness Olly Grenda. Shout out to her. She's mm-hmm. like... A complete dream um but late, yeah and then labor just stopped replying to our emails and then they You're ghosted by labor ghosted <laughs> by labor we had a meeting with corbyn in the diary and it got cancelled and then eventually the house the shadow housing minister got back to us and was like we've decided it would be much better if this was a grassroots campaign and we we didn't pay party politics with it and i was like oh that's, that's fine so what what are you guys doing Tumbleweed,
2: I don't know why. God. Oh, God. But yeah,
1: the government have done that, so I think it's really disingenuous that they put that in their manifesto. Yeah, we actually know firsthand that they didn't care about that.
0: (laughs) They didn't want to do it. The the other thing they want to do is no cap on immigration because they believe in kind of reasonable management of it rather than uh, false promises. So being like, oh, we'll be able to do this. Like they are sort of saying that they don't know what the future is going to be with that. And we're going into uncharted territory. So they don't want to promise anything, which I thought was like, fair enough. But the big downside that everyone's saying is like, where is this money coming from? And also, will there be way higher taxes because you're introducing all this stuff? The money is going to have to come from somewhere and it looks like it might be coming from us. They were just some of the things. There's a lot more to it than that, but they were just some of the things that I um, that stood out to me personally. What stood out to
1: you for the Labour Party? So everyone's, like you said, everyone's talking about how divided Labour are, how Corbyn can't lead. But this manifesto was a really, really strong pitch for a kind of Corbyn worldview, one in which we renationalised industries. Oh, I didn't make, mention
0: that. Yeah, so, they're going
1: to water and rail and, and electricity. Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to nationalise uh, electricity, but certainly take more control over energy companies, overcharging. us. like, I'm sure you guys have the same problem that I do. I don't even know like, what the hell happens with my energy bill. It yeah. changes all the time. It's yeah. really expensive. So that's something they wanted to look into. But with rail, they've, well, certain members of the Labour Party who are kind of Corbynistas have long wanted to unprivatise the railways. Our railways were sold off to private companies. I think it was in the nineties. It's caused a lot of problems. That's hasn't why it? we have some of the most expensive travel in Europe. It is so expensive. It's ridiculous. Like I just got back from Berlin, and to get on the train there is like a couple of euros. Yeah. Even to get across London here is a fiver.
0: Also, there were all those that big problems with like Govia and Thameslink and everything. They all went on strikes, and the service. I used to live on the Southern Line, and it was impossible to use and people were paying tens of thousands of pounds a and they year. can't get to
1: work yeah, they, no they can't trains. use it so
0: yeah so i think
1: all of this stuff
0: it's very specific whereas the tory stuff just seems to be um, I'm sh- there is specificity in the tory's manifesto but is a lot more
1: uh to stay the same and sort of casually maybe change it with whereas this is like this 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 it's, this this it's really interesting because it is radical and that's why you'll have seen head- headlines saying things like oh Corbyn wants to take us back to the 1970s that's terrible but say what you want about it it's a very very strong pitch for him basically saying if I was your Prime Minister the country would change and this is what it would look like Yeah. Um, whether or not they'd be able to pay for it they say that it's fully costed like you point out with the tuition fee stuff Stevie I mean you can say something, but when you're actually there and you're in charge of the money, it's like me going shopping and being like, yeah, I can buy that, that's fine, I can definitely buy that, and then just, like, eat beans for the rest of the month. Like, you can't run a country that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether they could actually do all of this stuff, I don't know. The tuition fees thing's really interesting as well. And I, I, I graduated the year they put fees up. I was working at Parliament at the time, and I remember sitting in the office I was working in and seeing all the protests outside, and I was like, this is just terrible, everything about this is bad, university's going to be so expensive, but then, and I'm not—I'm not a conservative uh, by nature or in my like voting history. Uh, but I did really come round to the policy in that. The money has to come from somewhere. Yeah, I would love for there to be no tuition fees. It makes me so angry that I have all this debt that I'm never going to pay back. But also, I was lucky enough to get an amazing education, mm. be the first person in my family to go to university, and the money to pay for that has to come from somewhere. And
0: the interest on it, we talked about it in a previous podcast. You were telling me, Tessa, like the interest on it is so low. It's actually, it's actually not as bad as everyone says. Yes, I've got loads of debt, but. It doesn't matter. Doesn't affect my life, and it's not
1: on your credit rating.
2: Yeah, which it's is not mm.
0: crucial. Stop you yeah. buying a
1: house, lol. As if I any of they- us can never do that. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a kind of like, hey, young people, we're really cool. Vote for us. But actually, I think young people like us or people younger than us, if they want to go to uni, they don't want there to be a funding sort of gap for that. They want the universities to have the money they need mm. to provide the education that mm-hmm. we all deserve. So. I think this policy is is a bit of an odd one. Um, even the Lib Dems say that's going to say yeah, the it. The Lib Dems,
0: the Lib Dems want to reinstate the
1: maintenance grant. Yeah, but like and so labour, and I think that's right because I think that that that's right. What is unfair?
0: That got me through uni. I don't know. It's me, awful that they were getting rid of that.
2: W- tell me what the maintenance grant is.
0: Didn't get Tessa through uni. She didn't need it.
2: <laughs> well, Absolutely rolling in dollar. Uh, but is it the is it the what pays your housing? It's the
1: termly thing, yeah, so that pays your housing. You got and a board. thing. So
2: the maintenance grant is you what you got in that.
1: The maintenance grant, it's you only gone. got it if your parents earned a certain amount or less. Um, and then it was money that you got, like a bursary almost, although bursaries are a slightly different thing, to cover your living costs and you you don't have to repay that.
2: We mm. do have to repay pay the maintenance grant, no? That's
1: your, that's your student loan, which you got for living costs. So the student loan, right. the My maintenance bad. grant was on top of that for people from lower income backgrounds. Right, um, The student loan you have to repay, but the maintenance grant was like... A, you don't have to repay that. No. Oh, amazing. But the Tories got rid of that. Um, was it last year or the year before? They got rid of it completely and introduced a maintenance loan. So but if you you're from, do have to pay back. Yeah. Oh my God. So basically the poorer you, are, poorer you are now, as things stand, the more debt you graduate in. Yeah. So I think bringing back the grant is absolutely right because that should be an incentive. Yeah, it's for everyone. For it people, should be. Yeah, for people who need it. Which I think is a
2: really smart move on their part, that if they're up against strong and stable, like, let's let's go go balls out.
0: Talking of balls out, though, um, Lib Dem have got their balls out. Oh,
2: fantastic.
0: Um, (laughs) Tim Ferriss put his balls out. Their manifesto kind of echoes Labour's manifesto, but is more, like, radical in terms of, like, okay, are you bored of these two parties? We're coming in! Mm, so I'll, I'll start with the one that made me go, well, hello, more. Um, they want to end imprisonment for illegal drugs possession for personal use. So I was like, right. well, that will change a lot of things. Legalize cannabis. So they sort of like introduced licensing. So it's sold to over 18s, but it's, it's legal. They also want to, which no one else I think has mentioned, uh, they want to tackle the the gambling issue in the UK, which I think has exploded over the last 10 years. And um, they want to like, start regulating it, start regulating the amount of bets that pe- people are doing to stop them spiralling down. On top of that, they want a second EU referendum. Um, so they are not accepting the first one. This stuff def-
2: as a, like a power play... Mm. You know, Game of Thrones style is like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah. let's go after this group who want another referendum. Like, let's go after yeah, them.
0: They, they, they certainly exist in the UK, don't they? Ask they? Um, the stoners who want to
2: stay in the EU. Stoners who want to stay
0: in the EU. Um, just describing me. I'm mm. joking. They want to protect the freedom of movement and EU schemes. So, so things like working abroad or studying abroad or those schemes that allow people to move within Europe and expand their lives. They want to kind of like protect those. Great. They also want to... You can help me with this, Vicky. The sentence is, 1p in the pound on income tax to raise 6 billion for the NHS. I'm presuming that they're going to raise... Uh, they're going to add 1p to everyone's income tax. Yeah. That, I was like, great. That's You've told me where the money's coming from and it's donating to the NHS. Excellent. The pay freeze on uh, people who work for the NHS... They've got lots of stuff on mental health as well. Labour have got as well funding and supporting LGBTQ um, mental health charities and also looking at instating mental health support for kids, which Labour also want to put in schools, which I think is quite nice. So important as well. So. Really important. They want to reinstate the uni maintenance grant. They do not want to abolish tuition fees. Um, they want to double businesses hiring apprentices, so they want to do a, a big drive towards vocational training. They want to stop the abuse of zero hours contracts, zero owls contracts. So there's no no. owls um, are allowed (laughs) in the contracting kind of world. Of course, get them Um, out there. They don't know what
1: they're doing. They're just flying around.
0: They can't hold a pen to sign anything. They don't know. Forget
1: robots. We're all going to be replaced by owls. By owls.
0: They want to stop the abuse of zero hours contract, but they they don't want to get rid of it. Um, They want to build uh, half a million affordable and energy efficient homes. They have an air quality plan. They don't go into it. (laughs) (laughs) They've got one. They've got one. I've got one. And um, They also want 60% of electricity to be renewable by 2030, which is what the Labour Party said. They oppose fracking. They didn't say ban, but they say oppose. They also want free childcare, which really helps. I think the free childcare thing will really help women in particular.
1: Well, I have so much to say about that. So, equal pay. We're all, all over it. The gender pay gap, of course, we want it to be closed. Yeah. I think that the way it gets talked about is really misleading because the only way we will ever close the gender pay gap is if we have affordable childcare. Like, child Because it's now, we're at a point where we have the most expensive childcare in Europe Mm, in this country. And that means that for a lot of women, especially women from lower income backgrounds, women who do lower paid jobs, it's more expensive to go back to work than it is to stay at home. So that's when you get women dropping out of work and not contributing to the economy. And I think women's jobs, in quotation marks, are just not valued. That's why they don't get paid properly. Mm. So it's like Part-time work is much much worse paid than full-time work. But if you've got a kid, then it might make more sense to be in part-time work than full-time work mm. because your childcare is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So if we had state-funded childcare, then no woman would face a choice between having a family and a career. That's okay. lovely. And I think that's something that our you generation, should be prime minister. Can I have a feel? No way. No way. <laughs> no way. Oh, good. But that's a whole other thing. Like why women don't go into politics because you just get like. Shit 24-7. Yeah. But I think that's something we all need to start talking about. Like, I genuinely don't understand why our generation isn't marching in the streets for that.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that was a... You've just explained something to me that I've never heard or known about. And I think everyone should know that. Um, they also want to increase job seekers' Allowance for 18 to 24-year-olds, which I think is nice because when I was younger, a couple of my friends were on that and the rate, I can't even remember, but the rate, it, it got slashed and it was just absolutely devastating <laughs> for them. And so to bring that back up, that's good. They want safe and legal routes into the UK. They want to help uh, 50,000 Syrian refugees in in the space of five years assimilate into the country. They want to bring back the dub scheme, which is to help 2,000 unaccompanied refugee children from Europe, so people, kids who've got nowhere to go. They also want, which I'm quite into, um, a reform of the House of Lords, So it's it's, it's democratic because at the moment they're all unelected and there's this whole thing, obviously, that they don't fully represent the UK. Like, there's like, I'm from the northwest of England and there's like one person there who is also from there. You know, like I mean, it's not one, it's like five or something, but the home counties is pretty much repped.
1: Everywhere else, not so Everywhere
0: else is not so repped, but they they want an elected Senate maybe, like in Star Wars. Um, And I think that would be a
1: good thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or America. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that would be good I think the House of Lords is generally a good thing like people who go into it are from industries where they were an expert in their industry and yeah. they bring so much experience but yeah it should 100% be elected. of yes. course it should be compulsory I, like that, yeah. and that in so some many of them
0: things. have never used the tube
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not joking yeah. let alone an NHS hospital
0: yeah the overall thing I, that I read about with, with the Lib Dems is that people say it's very similar to Corbyn's and that they say that the ideas are good But basically, a lot of people not really taking them particularly seriously and kind of saying they're so harmed as a part... Like, in 2015, didn't they have, like, eight seats in Parliament? Yeah, they
1: they got completely decimated. Yeah,
0: and can they... And especially in the the first-past-the-post system, can they really have any effect on anything? Um, I I like it. I I don't think they are... I don't think it's a stupid (laughs) manifesto at all. What are your thoughts on the the Lib Dems?
1: Well, I... Too, I'm a really, really big Nick Clegg fan.
0: Oh my god! Um, and I think he... I love him. He's a nice dad.
1: Yeah, he, yeah. He was in our dad or shag quiz actually. Shag people, and people be my are dad. Divided. Yeah. Both, <laughs> both. <laughs> both of you are disgusting, like me. <laughs> I love, I love him. But that's that's another, that's another story for another time. But um, yeah, I think it's a good manifesto. But I think they are struggling because Clegg was so inspiring, and he really yeah. brought the Liberal Party back from the brink of extinction. And got people excited about it again. Got the youth vote with the tuition fee stuff. And then... And then he just killed it, didn't he? He just hacked it to death in front of our eyes. They just didn't recover from that. And this is an attempt to speak to the people who did not want to leave the EU because the Liberal Democrats are traditionally a very pro-European party. Like, we're talking about, Sixteen million to seventeen million people. So basically, half of the people who voted didn't want to leave, and everyone talks about well, it was a decisive vote, and it is what it is now. But actually, it was a pretty small margin. Like mm. it was not overwhelming. And in other countries, shout out Switzerland, a <laughs> referendum has to return a sixty percent vote one way for it to be mm. what wins. That makes yeah. so much more sense. So why was ours half and half? Anyway, thanks, David Cameron. But um, I think this is them trying to speak to those Dun- people. Dum 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 dum. Right. <laughs> trying to speak to those people who wanted to remain. Um, and then also pitching for young people with the drugs policies. Mm. They also have a great thing, uh, which is rent to buy. So renters can accrue their deposit while they're living in a flat and paying rent.
2: I want to roll good. out that
1: scheme, which I haven't, no one else has, has come across. That's lovely. I think that's a really good idea. Mm. But the second referendum stuff, yeah, they obviously don't want to leave the EU. But I, I do think that's going to be quite tricky for them. Because they're they're pitching for a certain kind of
2: voter. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. they are.
2: And I think what you say is like we were burned by them, them before. You know, by being like, yes, brilliant, and then getting there and being like, oh, sorry, we don't know. Ah, <laughs> both of them, Labour and Conservative, come out are very sensible in that, like strong and stable. Is her is sort of being like, unlike you know the last lot who messed. Yeah. You know, it's this constant like yes? Everyone else can can they actually lead though? Hmm
1: it's not what's going to happen. No, exactly. It's just what they want You're, to just, getting vibe, just, I, yeah, you? You're just getting a vibe, are Yeah, it's just a
2: vibe. And a vibe that is like, what's
0: to, the most... Corbyn's, isn't it? Corbyn, I've forgotten what his thing is. Isn't it like, for the many, not not the few. And to is strong and stable. And Lib Dems is like, hoo-hoo, <laughs> we're also here. <laughs> Hello.
1: And they launched that, that manifesto at a club in East London. Love which it. I, I thought was like... They're really going for the young metropolitan elite. Yes, elites. they really, really are. Um,
2: and that w- may not help them. They almost will sort of retaliate against them because they came for us, and we're like, no, we, we don't want you because you wanted us too bad. We're a difficult lover. Play it hard to get. Play, it hard, to get. Play it hard to get. Lib Dems, <laughs> come on, guys. Um, they can't afford to. <laughs> they can't they cannot afford, they, to they cannot to get. afford to. Interestingly,
1: just back to tactical voting quickly. Yes. there What's, are some constituencies where the Lib Dems have a really, really, really good chance of beating um, the Tories. <gasps> Twickenham, Richmond Park, Bath, Berwick-upon-Trent. So if you live in any of those places and you don't want the Tories Lib Dem to it up. up. Great. I guess there's been a big scandal over stuff that Tim Farron may or may not have said about gay marriage and abortion. What did he say or may not may, may not have said? <laughs> he was recorded in a Christian magazine saying that
2: gay marriage was a sin. Um, Great. Oh, where to go, Tim. Tim. Said, I just don't know who the spin doctors are in yeah. this place. So like, where is his team being like, no, Tim? I've seen the <laughs> thick of it. Yeah. yeah, we've all seen it. Where are those people? <laughs>
1: well, they definitely have them, but uh, maybe they just didn't catch that one in time because then when he went on to Channel 4 News and Kathy Newman was asking him, did you say that? He didn't just come out and say, no, I didn't, but has since said, no, I didn't say that. Um, I don't recall ever giving that interview either. So that's a bit of a tricky one. Mm. But
2: And what's his official standpoint on it now? That
1: That is not a sin, 100%, not a sin, obviously. Yeah. He's had a bit of a rough time like in the press. And I think... He's never gonna be Nick Clegg, is he?
2: Yeah. No, when you look at someone like Obama, that you're always like, what a cool dude. Like, that man has worked his entire life to appear like that a cool, cool dude. dude. Yeah. Everything about him, every single hour of his day, you know, which means that when he gets into a pickle, he comes out looking mm-hmm. cool and he is saved. He does not get himself into a mess. And even
1: David Cameron, say what you want about him, but like, he worked hard on his image. He mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, hard. because his image was just, everyone was, just, it, it was laughable. And but then to a
2: certain it became, type of person,
0: it appealed. Yeah, of course. To a like, but he, he started to become more palatable as it went on. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but then more and more stuff kept coming out oh, about his past, it was like, oh god. I think being in the Bullingdon Club generally never. It's a good tricky. Thing. Never no, anything. it's tricky. Um, but thank you so much, Vicky. That's so helpful. Um, you've been amazing. And hopefully, I will <laughs> for you guys. You've got slightly. If you had no idea, you've got a slightly better idea. I know. I have. I feel so much clearer. I really do. Thank you so much. It was really, really helpful. No, thanks for having You're amazing. Me. And um tweet us tweet us your thoughts, tweet us your vibes, tweet us questions. Any questions? And I'll I'll just pass it on to Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm on at Stevie Martin, the S is politically a five.
1: I'm at Victoria Sprax. because I really messed up my personal brand, Vicky and Victoria. And both
2: the Labour, Lib Dem and Tory Manifestos are all online for anyone to read. They are. There's also a lot of explainers as well, so you can go online and Google like Vicky's got <laughs> an amazing explainer on the debrief. The debrief one is excellent, so have a search around there yes and also the tactical voting website and anything else you need to know feels overwhelming jump on in and we'll Mm. be your we'll be your life raft oh yeah big time don't
0: forget that if you've registered to vote next thursday is d-day or g-day general election day and that's when you're going to go you're going to vote for your mps in your constituency first past the post method we will find out who will be the next prime minister but please go and vote Don't please 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 register and then be like oh but I kind of want to sit here no get up come on come on
2: come on guys we can do it yes where to go everyone.